నమస్తే నమస్కారం వెల్కమ్ టు I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Okay, sorry, got carried away for a minute there spectacular song that by the way here's to simon and garfunkel and here's to us and here's to coming out of this mess with our minds intact today i'm doing something a wee bit different don't worry we still a true crime podcast we suddenly haven't switched over to talking about feelings and rainbows and unicorns never will also i'm going to talk about the book black warrant confessions of a tihar jailer by sunil gupta and sunitra chaudhary this book was recommended to me by a couple of people around end of november last year and i immediately got it on kindle but man i breezed through it read it all sorry as my grandmom puts it inhaled it all in 4 hours now as you can gauge from the title the book is obviously about the tihar jail in new delhi for those who don't know Tihar Prisons also called Tihar Jail and Tihar Ashram is a prison complex in India and the largest complex of prisons in South Asia run by the Department of Delhi Prisons Government of Delhi the prison contains nine central prisons and is one of the two prison complexes in Delhi the other one is at Rohini now Tihar is obviously located in Tihar village approximately 3 kilometers from Janakpuri to the west of new delhi india i have put a map of the area on instagram along with other pictures related to this shorty i have never seen it not even from the outside though i wonder if aditi did okay this is so weird doing this podcast episode without her this book has the holy trifecta that i am obsessed with true crime prisons and death penalty speaking of prisons i actually went to two of those in my life again not as an inmate but as a part of a school or a college contingent the first time was when i was in school we went on an excursion and visited a prison like some it was a four or five day excursion and one of the things we did was going to a prison so if any vidaranya folks who are listening to this remember which jail this was or in which class we went let me know in the comments and the next prison i went to and i went to this one a few times was the jodhpur central jail when i was studying in national law university jodhpur 
All you NLU folks who remember their visits to the Jodhpur jail, let us know on our socials. Do other law colleges have these programs? Or were we the only ones who used to wake up on Saturday mornings and head to a prison to talk to under trials and try and collect information about them so we could engage lawyers to file their bail petitions for them? And interestingly, my fascination about prisons starts, I think, when I was young and my granddad first narrated the story of Count of Monte Cristo to me. I found that super fascinating. Moving on. Now, speaking of the Jodhpur jail, apparently the inmates are now on a hunger strike. They want parole. In fact, they're demanding parole because they're scared of becoming infected with the COVID-19 in jail. In fact, Tihar has also released around 400 prisoners at the time of recording this episode and is also slated to release around 3,000 prisoners in a bid to deal with COVID-19. Jails all over India are releasing prisoners. And as we all read in newspapers, Iran has released 85,000 prisoners in the third week of March. I find it quite amazing how a pandemic is what is finally making people realize the need for prison reforms in India. Prison overcrowding is especially severe in some individual states and union territories. Like, for example, take UP, where the number of prisoners exceeds the jail capacity by 76.5%. And Tihar, which we will talk about quite a bit today, houses 12,106 prisoners against a capacity of 5,200 as of December 31st, 2019. And before I delve into the book, I want to explain what exactly a black warrant is. It is a warrant that is taken out when a hanging has to take place. It identifies the convict who has been sentenced to death, the case, the day of his or her awarded death penalty, and the court that confirmed the punishment. In simple words, it is a notice issued by the court announcing the time and place of the execution for a convict who has been awarded the death sentence. And I thought, in light of the recent hanging of the convicted in the Nirbhaya case, it makes a lot of sense to talk about this book. Aditi and I will definitely talk about this hanging and the details of the case in our Nirbhaya episode. In fact, Black Warrant, the book, has a chapter which deals with one of the accused in the case, Ram Singh, who died while in Tihar. Sunil Ji, the author of the book and the jailer as referred to in the title of the book, believes that the death was not a suicide as ruled in the inquiry. Again, this is an insight into the complex jail politics that seem to envelop Tihar and in a way influence the way the facts about anything that happens within the prison are presented to the outside world. When you read the book, you will find out how and why. It is quite gutsy and very brave of Suniji to come out and write this book. Black Warrant is an unflinchingly honest tell-all by him. It is written also by Sunitra Chaudhary, a journalist and author of another book about the Tihar jail called Behind Bars, Prison Tales of India's Most Famous. A very riveting read. I was lucky enough to attend their panel in the Hyderabad Lit Fest this year and got to meet them afterwards. Sunil Gupta, or Sunil Ji as Sunitra calls him, has the kind of calmness one gets from years of witnessing and handling chaos. Almost a Dumbledore-esque demeanor. 
he worked as the legal officer of the of the jail and also the press relations officer he's retired now and is working as a an advocate and i think he practices both in the delhi high court and the supreme court sunetra is probably one of the sweetest authors i've met like she always likes and replies on twitter that is something it was one thing to read the book but it was something else altogether to hear sunil ji narrate and give his take on a few details in the book i'll not divulge much today but we should all be thankful to one mr charles sobraj to the fact that mr sunil got his job in the jail we'll cover more on this in our sobraj episode and of course i am super duper excited for that now this book gives us an insider's view into all things tihar from prison layouts to famous prisoners to exactly how a hanging is done in the chapter titled the anatomy of a hanging this book delves into the rules and procedures of hanging a death row prisoner in india it talks about the physics of a hanging and it's all very very morbidly fascinating and definitely not for the faint of heart i'm going to read that passage hanging someone is a complicated business practically as well we did what was in our control to ensure that the hanging went as smoothly as possible for everyone involved especially the prisoner along with the hangman we practiced the routine a number of times with bags of sand weighing 1.5 times the weight of the prisoner while we did not need to buy a new rope for every hanging we did have to carefully use wax or butter to smoothen it some hangmen had their own unique methods of preparing the rope such as carefully treating it with mashed bananas the rope would then be securely locked away by the deputy superintendent of the jail until the date of the hanging the length of the rope is just enough to allow the drop of either 1.8 or 2.4 meters depending on the weight of the prisoner to be hanged so say if the prisoner weighed under 45 kilos then the longest drop of 2.5 meters is required but if he was heavier it was a much shorter drop of 6 feet or 1.8 meters for anyone above 90 kilos wow okay i i it gets more and more fascinating after this but i'm going to stop here now there's also this other para that talks about the strange customs that come with the hangman's job and how usually hangmen deal with the hanging and i'm going to read a bit of that also as you can imagine a hangman's job comes with strange customs we have to follow protocol very very carefully as who would want to mess with the gatekeepers of death one such custom is to give hangmen a bottle of alcohol each we would give them old mangram consumption of alcohol is strictly forbidden inside the jail premises but as i have mentioned earlier rules are flouted not just by prisoners but by jailers too in this particular tradition it was acceptable to allow the free flow of alcohol before a hanging <laughs> yeah and that continues now the book talks of prison escape and one of my favorite parts of the book details how a jail break that happened in the summer of 1983 involved the students of jmu let me read that too a little excerpt the first big jail break that happened 
during my time at Tihar took place in the summer of 1983 and involved students of the Jawaharlal Nehru University. It all started with a student agitation against the then JNU Vice Chancellor P N Shivastav, who had ordered the hostel transfer of a student because of a disciplinary issue, leading to the entire student body surrounding the teachers. Now, between April and May, things deteriorated with the students cutting off the power and phone connections of the vice chancellor and rector, leading to the tenth May events when the police sur- entered the campus and arrested two fifty students for arson and rioting. In total, one seventy male students and eighty female students were arrested and kept in separate jails. Now. it seemed like a routine matter until the day after 11th may when in the lockout count 55 female students and 125 male students were missing now how did they do it let me read that part too so apparently the practice at the time was that all visitors who were stamped on their wrists and this stamp was checked when they left the prison gates to ensure that it was indeed a visitor who was leaving Bear in mind, this was the month of May, and the peak of Delhi summer. The clever students took advantage of the fact that the stamp was easily transferable onto another wrist, thanks to the heat and sweat. The visitors used their stamps to stamp the wrists of the students, and out walked one eighty students, never to be traced again. Interesting. Now he goes on to say, and he said it a few times, that. if you open the gates of the prison for a day it is certain that the majority of the prisoners will not escape so this is this that attempt and in fact the successful escape by the delhi the jnu students is quite ingenious i must say and there is a funny story there are jail break attempts that are successful and some not so successful there is a story of a drug addict who in a bid to escape from the prison jumped from one part of the jail to another but he was so high that he thought he was already outside and he asked a jail cop for directions to the nearest bus stop such a face palm moment no <laughs> yeah well, what can you say now moving on an important point we see in this book that in india the rich don't get punished they do not get hanged This is something we'll discuss in detail in every single true crime case we cover. For example, look at how differently the law treated the accused in the Nirbhaya case and the accused in the Unnao rape case. Now, the authors of the book, at least from what I could gauge in the HLF discussion, seem to wholeheartedly agree with this. As Sunetra said in her previous book about the Tihar jail, if you steal thousand rupees, the Hawaldar will beat the shit out of you and lock you up in a dungeon. with no bulb or ventilation if you steal 55000 crores then you get to stay in a 40 foot cell which has four split units internet fax mobile phones and a staff of 10 to clean your shoes and cook your food in case it's not being delivered from hayat on that particular day speaking of the rich in prisons manu sharma was also serving his sentence in tihar and his family bought the nearby hilton hotel and changed the name they did all this so that the officers of the prison could be wined and dined and become a part of the sharma payroll as we read in this book however 
Manu Sharma was also the reason behind the success of TJ's, a brand under which the products produced by Tihar inmates are sold. Yeah, I think the, they're sold currently right now in Delhi. And yeah, you guys can maybe check it out, all my Delhi listeners. Now, for us, Charles Subraj, Manu Sharma and others may seem like heinous criminals. But to Sunil ji, they were regular people. In fact, both of these were his badminton partners. Throughout the book, you can see that there is a consistent effort to deliberately separate the man from the crime. And that to me is the most important theme in the book. A man is not the crime he commits. What I believe after hearing Sunilji speak is that he truly believes that prison exists to reform and correct. The book has moments of seriousness, but there are also many funny anecdotes to keep you smiling here and there. This is India. There are superstitious beliefs associated with everything, including jail. Apparently, eating jail food is considered to be some sort of panacea for all your problems. And it turns out, pregnant women used to try and get arrested during the final stages of pregnancy so that they could deliver in jail so that they would have a baby boy. Why? Because apparently, since Krishna was born in a jail, you can connect the dots now. Yeah. All this light-hearted talk of Indian stupidity is the preface to the chapter where he talks about the hanging of Afzal Guru. I do not want to go into the details, but this chapter is heartbreaking. I had to put down my Kindle for a second just to soak it all in. Now, if you are like me and like crime, scandal, gore and gritty details about hanging, corruption in prisons and serial killers, then this is the book for you. If you are a law student, or a 12th grader studying CBSC legal studies like Kaya. Well, she's my sister and she's probably one of the five people who regularly listens to this podcast, who is just discovering the fascinating world of criminal law, then read this book. In fact, I wish I read this book when I made my project on death penalty back in the second year of college. If you're a lawyer, then you definitely read it. Lastly, if you're bored and have nothing to do, I would still say read it. Don't think twice about reading it. Just read it. I'm telling you, you will not put it down. And that is the end of this short. Please share your feedback on Insta and on Twitter. All the links are given in the description box. We've also added the Twitter handles of the authors, just in case you want to follow Be nice to them. They're nice. That's a wrap for today. See ya!